2: Did you know that Black and White Sports is the largest independently owned conservative sports brand in the world? We have over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 39 million views. Our episodes get more views than most ESPN programming every single day. And now we have exploded on podcast. We brought our episodes to podcast for you to enjoy at work, school, in the car, on the beach. Wherever you choose to consume our audio, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and
1: Breaker. Subscribe now. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who observe and have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four week emergency food kit, which will keep you well fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. Mix it up. Use whipped cream, sugar, monk fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi Coffee delivered to you today.
3: You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
1: Black and white sports fans, let's talk about John Gruden yet again. We all know about the email that he sent out back in 2011, 10 years ago, about DeMora Smith, NFLPA chief. And boy, John Gruden has been labeled a racist by pretty much everybody. The media is coming after him. They're trying to crush him. They're trying to end this man's career. For something that he emailed 10 years ago. Now guys, more information has come out. And we find out that not only was uh, John Gruden talking about. Demore Smith in the email. He was critical of Roger Goodell and also other owners. However, we don't know exactly what those words are. But for some reason, it got out about what he said about DeMora Smith. I'm very curious why we don't know what he said about Roger Goodell and what owners he also criticized. So now this brings us to Randy Moss. Randy Moss on NFL Countdown was brought to tears by John Gruten's hurtful email. And I do mean he was absolutely brought to tears, guys. So we're going to be reacting to that what he said in this video so let's go ahead I'm gonna play the clip here and this is pretty pathetic man it really really is pretty pathetic but let's go ahead let's play this
2: obviously there's gonna be a lot of emotional responses to this Teddy I I hear you saying basically if you were in that locker room today you kind of just put your head down
1: okay we're about, about to get into it.
2: And you think of him as the leader in terms of the decision maker, but not necessarily a leader you respect. I'm curious from your perspective, Randy, if you were in that locker room today, would you be able to play for him?
0: You know, to, to speaking of Teddy, Teddy's point, you know, basically you hear us talking about we got a work to do, we got a job to do, and that's to provide for our families. And and, and Teddy hit it right, right on the head of, of, of just putting your head down and going playing football. You know, I I speak about the game of football. I fell in love with the game of football, Sam, at six years old, and I get emotional talking about it because of situations like this. My civil rights were taken, were 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 kind of messed with in high school over the color of my skin. And
1: now he's bringing up his experience and comparing it to this. Now. I don't know exactly what he's talking about. He didn't go into any type of detail on this at all. So I can't really comment on his situation. Just throwing it out there.
0: And now being able to play 14 years in the National Football League to have something like this of a leader. We talk about leadership. We give guys these big contracts because they want to be able to lead 70 men, coaches, equipment, staff and managers. To the number one goal, and that's to win the championship. And for us to be moving back mm-hmm. and not forward in 21st century, like I said, man. National Football League, this hurts me. The clock is ticking, man. I'm can, sorry. No. I can play for you, but I'd rather not. Okay? I'd rather not do it, but if I have to do it, I will. And it's just because I have other people that I have to provide for. Yeah. Right? But I, I'd rather not do it. Yeah. But it... it We've done it before in different situations. We are all mentally tough people in that locker room, but it's something you'd rather not do.
3: Yes. Yeah,
1: so-, so that that's uh, Randy Moss right there. Brought the tears, and he says that we're going back in the 21st century. Now, remember, the email was sent in 2011. This wasn't recent, and I'm just so curious, guys, as to why we do not know what he said about Roger Goodell and the NFL owners. We only know what he said about Damora Smith. And I believe this is deliberate folks. This was put out there deliberately to ruffle up the racial feathers. There is no doubt about it folks. Absolutely no doubt about it. Out of, I believe over 600,000 communications in this investigation, This is the only thing that gets out. When John Gruden was critical of Roger Goodell and owners, this is the one thing that gets out. To really try to ruffle the racial feathers. No doubt about it. I truly believe that if you do disagree with me on this, let me know. And Randy Moss coming out there on camera and crying. This looks pretty weak. I mean, I've heard. Much worse things than what John Gruden said. I'm not saying what John Gruden said. It w- it was not professional. Make no mistake about it. It was not professional at all. Do I believe that John Gruden is a racist? No, I do not. I do not believe that. But I do believe there was an agenda to get this out there to everyone. So you can get the kind of reaction to this. The way Randy Moss just reacted to this. That's the only reason why this came out. If John Gruden said something similar about Roger Goodell, which he probably did, because we know he was critical of Roger, Roger Goodell in this email. This would be a nothing burger. Nobody would have said anything. But since John Gruden, the white man, said something critical of a black man in Demora Smith, this is put out there. This is the only reason why. This has been put out there, folks. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, Randy Moss crying on TV. Super offended by what John Gruden wrote in this email. This was always the agenda when this late email was put out. This is the kind of reaction they wanted. This really does remind me of a Kirk Herbstreit. Last year, doing the whole uh, woke um, uh, Black Lives Matter thing out there crying on a college game day. This is something very similar, if you ask me. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time.
3: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred
2: truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Roadrance for our Black and White Sports. Man, this issue involving Kyrie Irving and the jab continues to take these weird turns. We found out he wasn't going to be able to play in New Jersey at home. And then we found out that the city made an adjustment where he could at least go in and practice. Now, the backstory is Kyrie Irving has taken a stance against taking the jab. He said, it is my personal choice. And he remains extremely, extremely strong on that stance. Well, now, one of Kyrie's sponsors uh, that he has a massive, massive multi-million dollar contract with is Nike. Yeah, the Marxist Nike of China is is one of his biggest sponsors, right? And he's got this whole line of shoes and everything. By the way, Kyrie slammed Nike for putting out a personalized shoe that... Frankly, he called trash earlier in the year. (laughs) Kyrie is a different kind of animal. Earth flat guy. I mean, what can you say, okay? Uh, So, now, step in the ultra-woke mainstream media publication known as Time Magazine. And now Time Magazine is upset with Kyrie Irving's sponsor, Nike, for not calling out Kyrie over Kyrie's vaccine stance, not standing a, taking a hard line stance against Kyrie and basically demanding that Kyrie goes out and gets the jab because he, they, they have his shoe line and he's involved in that Nike contract and ultra woke time magazine is now calling out Nike for not getting involved. This is This is crazy. It's amazing the different twists and turns and now these feuds that are developing. I mean, we got. I just did a video prior to this one. Mark Cuban's feuding with Cole Beasley of the Buffalo Bill. I mean, it makes no sense. You got people completely unconnected with each other deciding to get involved with people's health care decisions. It's so weird. Let's take a look at this. This is crazy. This is a sports rush. Nike continues to maintain its silence over Kyrie's anti-vaccine stand. The sports giant latest move comes across as highly hypocritical. There's Kyrie looking like, what the F? Sports apparel giant Nike has restrained from making any comments on Kyrie Irving's anti-vaccination stand so far. The company seems to have adopted a wait and watch strategy. Ned Stark, Kyrie Irving's anti-vaccination stand, is getting controversial with each passing day. Is it? Some of the major cities in the US have come up with strict mandates against the uh, regarding the Wuhan virus vaccination. These cities include New York and San Francisco that would not allow players to practice or play home games if not vaccinated. According to reports, Irving remains adamant about not getting the jab. Former champion's decision led to heavy criticism for personalities in all walks of life. Uh, NBA All Hall of Famer Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who is a complete nutcase now, publicly despised his decision. And New York Mayor Bill de Blasio followed suit. All right. Good God. However, sports company Nike, with whom Irving holds a multi-million dollar contract, has remained silent on the issue. Earlier this year, Irving had publicly dismissed the new addition of his shoes with the company, calling them, quote, trash. However, Irving would backtrack from those statements. In what many believe, Nike's no comment stands so far has to do with it being a commercial decision. Uh Uh-oh. The company is taking its chances knowing Irving's unpredictable nature. This is so funny. Recently, Nike had announced that all of its U.S.-based employees would need to have the jab. Ricardo Fort, former VP of Global Sports Entertainment Partnerships at Coke, <laughs> Woka Cola, spoke about Nike giving mixed signals. Quote, if Nike and other sponsors believe that the jab are important and everyone should get them, they should say the same about their athletes. Wow. I don't see a reason for having two different approaches. That's via Time Magazine. The Brooklyn Nets play their first game at Barclays Center on the 24th of October. Thus, Nike has time by its side, hoping Irving may get a dose of the jab soon. The company has a lot riding on the seven-time All-Star signature shoes, the Kyrie 8. However, the decision could go either way. If Irving decided to set out the season quote, look, their business is built on selling sneakers and apparel. Scott Rocher, a sports consultant and academic director of Columbia university sports management program quote, there's a social justice component of what they do. There shouldn't be, but okay, but that's not what drives their business and their growth. And that's also via time magazine. The company's new stance comes as a surprise As uh, not the case earlier, a case being pointed uh, to NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick's social justice campaign. Nike's ways of functioning does come across as hypocritical. However, knowing Irving's unpredictable nature, they are taking their chances. Wow. So now Nike is getting called out because they won't call out their NBA players and their sports stars, I guess that are unwilling to get the jab. You know, I'm sure that they got contracts with players across MLB, players across the NFL, and it's odd. You haven't heard a lot about sponsors and their feelings about the jab in regards to the players that they have sponsorship deals with. So now I guess this is about to be a thing. Everybody's coming under attack, and now they're saying, well, if we can't put enough pressure on the player, we're gonna go after their sponsorship deals. We see this by the way in cancel culture as well. Okay, when the when Twitter gets locked in on wanting to cancel somebody, they go after their jobs, their sponsors, anybody they're connected to, even family members, they start trying to get to them to cancel them out. So they're thinking if they put pressure on Nike Nike will put pressure on Kyrie and I'm sorry, but my gut feeling tells me Kyrie would tell everybody involved to go take a fine leap. If he's willing to lose that 15 or $18 million in salary, do you think he cares what Nike thinks? I don't, I don't think that at all. Tell me what you think. Black and white sports fans, this stuff is just taking a weird turn. Again, it's so weird that everybody thinks everybody else should have a say in their personal medical decisions. Where are we living now? Peace. I'm out. Not in China. Till next time. Thanks for watching the
3: show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into... Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The
2: main event starts now. I'm back. Rude Rants for Black and White Sports. Well, Mark Cuban has decided to wage a war against the Buffalo Bills' Cole Beasley. As we know, Cole Beasley has been strong in his commitment to making a personal choice involving the jab. Well, now Mark Cuban has come out, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. What the hell he has to do with Cole Beasley, or influencing Cole, or even making a comment on it, I don't know. Now, we know Mark Cuban suffers from a heavyweight championship version of Trump derangement syndrome. Oddly enough, he made some comments the other day about the fact that if he decided to run for president... Mark Cuban would still run as a Republican. Are you mental? Who in the hell's voting for you, Mark Cuban? That would be the fastest in and out in the history of presidential runs ever, as you would literally come in as a rhino. I don't know if you've noticed, but rhinos are getting booted the hell out in this day and time. So let's get to this. Cole Beasley has been booed by the Buffalo Bills fans. Because in this day and time, it's frowned upon by the mainstream if you decide to exercise your personal rights when it comes to the jab. Again, I've got no problems if you decided to take it. But I've got no problems if you decided not to take it either, okay? It's your decision. That's up to you. So, let's get to this. And we will see what the lunatic Mark Cuban's got to say. Mark Cuban Nicole Beasley. Getting vaccinated isn't about you. Oh, here we go again. The battle between Mark Cuban and Cole Beasley over the COVID vaccine is still going strong because the Dallas Mavericks owner tells TMZ Sports he's still pushing for the NFL star to get vaccinated. Why? What does it have to do with you, Mark Cuban? I'm so confused by this. The two have gone back and forth on social media for weeks over Beasley anti-jab stance. And when we got Cubes outside of NYC this week, stay there, Mark Cuban. Just stay up there. He reiterated he desperately, desperately, wants the Bills player to get the jab. Quote, Cole's a good guy. But you know, Mark said, getting the jab isn't just about you. It's about everybody else as well. Cuban tells us he believes getting the jab is necessary to help protect at-risk people from contracting the Wuhan virus. And he really, in caps, wishes Beasley would change his stance. Quote, there's 16.9 million cancer survivors in this country, Cuban said, 3 million plus people who are immune compromised. And when you don't get the jab, it's just not about you. It's about other people as well. Of course, Beasley has dug his feet in firmly in the ground on not getting the vaccine saying earlier this year, I may die of the Wuhan virus, but I'd rather die actually living Beasley has been booed even at home this year. In Buffalo over his comments, but he remains staunch in his beliefs regardless. As a reminder, doctors, medical experts, blah, 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 have repeatedly said the jab is safe. Okay, TMZ. Uh, enough of that miscellaneous bull S. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're just not going there. So, again, Mark Cuban won't leave anything alone, he won't remain in his own lane. Somehow he's decided to get involved, the Dallas Mavericks owner, get involved with a wide receiver, a slot receiver. By the way, all you Buffalo fans that are booing Cole Beasley, do you think damn good slot receivers in the NFL just grows on trees? Because Cole Beasley's one of the best. And I'm just wondering, how's your offense if you don't have him? Yeah, you may want to uh, back your play of your slot wide receiver. Because he's got to be one of the top, what, five slots in all of the NFL? I'd be careful. I'd be careful, in a, uh, Buffalo Bill fans. Why in the world? I mean, that just tells you right there the difference in locations. Cole Beasley could be back on the Dallas Cowboys right now. And he would be getting cheered everywhere. He could be on the Houston Texans. He'd be getting cheered everywhere. He could be playing for a team in Florida. Be getting cheered everywhere. But if you're New York, New Jersey, when you vote for people like uh, Blasio or whatever his name is up there, or Cuomo, you got the Bill fans actually booing, booing one of the best slot wide receivers in the league. You've got Jordan Poirier's wife, Rachel Bush. I mean, people are demanding to know how she got into a Buffalo Bills game. Because she's been feuding with fans over the jab. People on Twitter demanding to know how she got in the arena or got into the stadium. Absolutely ridiculous. Stupid. Stupid. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Mark Cuban, he's turned into a great age lunatic.
1: Most of you guys know about the John Gruden situation. John Gruden made comments about Damora Smith, the NFL PA chief, back in 2011 in an email. And all of a sudden now it has surfaced. And John Gruden is under fire. I did a video on it. Rose posted uh, several videos uh, yesterday on the channel as well about the situation. Now it's going to be interesting to see. How John Gruden is greeted by the fans at today's game. The Raiders actually play a home game, but the NFL is doing an investigation. I believe the Raiders also as well as the NFL PA. This is a very, very bad look for John Gruden. And no matter what, the woke mob will not be happy with any type of result That come out of this unless John Gruden is fired, you know, because the woke mob demands a blood sacrifice. But however, guys, that doesn't look like that's actually going to happen, guys. So let's go over here. Let's jump over to CBS Sports here. This is the latest update that uh, we have on the situation. NFLPA Raiders investigating John Gruden regarding use of a racist remark about Demora Smith in 2011 email. A hefty fine and further diversity and inclusion training could be coming for Gruden. Now you see there, there's no word about him actually losing his job or a suspension. And there's probably a good reason why those two things are not going to happen. And we're going to read about it in this article here, guys. So it says here the NFL and Las Vegas Raiders are investigating the use of a racist imagery in an email exchanged by head coach John Gruden from 10 years ago when he was working as a broadcaster for ESPN. Now, that is key right there. No discipline is intimate, according to team and lead sources, and Gruden is set to coach the team this weekend. They play today. The email came to light in the Wall Street Journal on Friday and was unearthed by investigators who were probing the toxic culture of the Washington football team with Gruden corresponding with them, with them, with then Washington uh, team president Bruce Allen about NFL PA executive DeMora Smith, who is black. The Raiders just became aware of the email Friday, sources said, with the league also providing some other emails to the team for review. The league office is taking the matter seriously, as Friday's statement suggested. But there are numerous factors involved in the discovery that are unusual from many situations. Gruden was not a team or league employee at the time. That is key right there. He was not a part of the NFL, not a part of the Raiders, none of that. He was just an employee of ESPN 10 years ago. But um, it came from a personal email account also. So, I guess his uh, Google or Yahoo account, whatever it was, you know, back in 2011. So, it was not on a league uh, issued email or anything like that. And Gruden has suggested he was not using a racist trope in his commentary about Smith. Sources said the Raiders made no immediate suggestion that his job status was in any jeopardy. Allen is a former executive with the Raiders and Buccaneers who worked closely with Gruden. Some close to Commissioner Roger Goodell believe that ultimately a hefty fine and further diversity and inclusion training will be forthcoming with a suspension less likely based on the numerous mitigating circumstances. But they also suggested that there are not many comparable situations to this and that other evidence could necessarily lead to a more intense punishment. Raiders players have yet to be in a position to speak much with reporters about the incident and the team has yet to play a game since the remarks became public as well. Gruden has a long history with the Raiders and is in his second stint with the organization previously working under the late Al Davis and now his son Mark. And of course, uh, Mark Davis um made a statement saying that he was very, very disturbed by um, the comments that John Gruden made. Now, The league can't fire John Gruden at all. Only Mark Davis has the power to do that. And I'm not necessarily sure that he will do it. Could it still be possible? Yeah, but the team is playing right now and this team, the Raiders actually really good this season. They're pretty good. They're three and one on the season. Uh, John Gruden seems to be doing a good job with the team. So if Mark Davis actually wanted to fire John Gruden, This could really kind of change, you know, this team going forward for the season. This their first year uh, with fans in a new stadium in Las Vegas, you know, after the move from Oakland. So I don't know if he necessarily wants to do that. But the league. They don't they don't seem to really be in a position to give a stronger punishment because. It was over 10 years ago and John Gruden was not working for the NFL At the time, so when the punishment actually does come down, now Roger Goodell could suspend him, but he wasn't an employee at the time. He wasn't breaking any type of league rules at the time. But even so, uh, a fine could the should the NFL necessarily be doing a fine as well because John Gruden was not a part of the NFL. He is not an NFL employee at the time. So this is a very, very fine line, guys. So but what do you guys think it is? Should John Gruden actually be fined for his comments about Demore Smith? I don't like the comments about what he put out, but I'm not even necessarily sure that the NFL should actually even be finding him considering he wasn't an NFL employee at the time. You know, if they come out with a, a suspension, you know, that could even be worse, you know. But it doesn't look like a suspension is coming. Mark Davis, he's the only one that can make the call on the job, calling for the job of uh, John Gruden. But I don't think John Gruden is going to lose his job, you know, especially right now, because the Raiders are good. That will completely change the landscape of this team. And there's no telling what can actually happen to this team if that did happen. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this black and white sports fans?
3: The no holds barred
2: truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Roadrance for our black and white sports. Well, we know the biggest story in the NFL right now involves two head coaches. One is Urban Meyer, the other is John Gruden. Yesterday, an email came out from 10 years ago, in which supposedly, if you wanted to construe it this way, John Gruden is being accused of using some kind of racial trope, they call it. Well, everybody's up in arms. The media, oh, Mike Florio is on a roll right now over at Pro Football Talk. They want John Gruden out. Well, the Raiders and the NFL better be careful because they had a situation a couple of years ago involving a player that was on their team that directly used a racial slur towards their general manager. And they did nothing about it. Neither entity, neither the NFL, nor the Raiders disciplined Antonio Brown. Okay? So, let's go over what Florio's got to say real fast. And um, and really, Florio's not calling for punishment here. But he's pointing out all the ways that they can hang John Gruden. If possible. Now, they talk about... Um, let's see. Still now, the NFL has described the contents of the email as denigrating, appalling, inherent, uh, contrary to values of respect and inclusivity. The NFL has to decide what to do about it. The personal conduct policy becomes the first place to search for potential grounds of discipline. Nothing in the current policy directly addresses the use of raci- racist language, in communication with the third person, even if a violation from 10 years ago would qualify for discipline. So the thing about it is, right now, technically speaking, there may be no way for them to punish him unless they use the following. That said, the policy, there is a code of conduct policy. The policy has a broad catch-all prohibiting, quote, Conduct that undermines or puts at risk the integrity of the NFL, NFL clubs, or NFL personnel. It would be easy for the league to argue that Gruden's comments fall within that standard. Gruden would likely claim, if disciplined under that standard, that it was a private comment, not a public statement. The league likely wouldn't care. The stronger argument against any type of discipline under the personal conduct policy uh, comes from the fact that Gruden made the comment when he wasn't employed by the, by any NFL team. The league could then try to claim that Gruden said what he said while working for an NFL broadcast partner. He was with ESPN and Monday Night Football. That definition of, quote, workplace setting in the policy pulls those remarks within its purview. Quote, the workplace setting means any location or conveyance Used in connection with the NFL activities, including club facility, training camp, stadium, locker room, location at which club sponsor event takes place while traveling on team or NFL-related business. The policy explains, while it would be a bit of a stretch, Gruden sending emails in his high role as a high-profile employee of an NFL broadcast partner to a high-profile executive with an NFL team could qualifies behavior within, quote, workplace setting. Ultimately, Gruden's co- uh, arguments and defenses may not matter. Just ask Saints coach Sean Payton about that. He was suspended for all of 2012 based on flimsy evidence and no meaningful basis to fight it. Coaches have no unions and their rights, if any, flow through the league. Basically, if the league decides to take action against a coach, It will do it, and the coach won't have many viable options in response. Unless Gruden wants to take a page from former Raiders owner Al Davis and sue the league, that would be ironic. Gruden could have a hard time defeating any and all discipline the league may choose to impose, even if the conduct policy doesn't qualify for it. Okay, so, now it does go on to say, by the way, that the Raiders could have a hard time Uh, taking action. He wasn't working for the team at the time, blah, blah, blah. Now, 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 let's take a look at this. It's from September 6, 2019. Antonio Brown will not be punished after reportedly calling Mike Mayock a cracker during a heated spat. We all remember all the trouble Antonio Brown caused the Raiders when he was playing with them. He hated Mike Mayock, a really well-respected guy in the league, by the way. Oakland Oakland Raiders wide receiver Antonio Brown will avoid suspension after he reportedly apologized to teammates following an ugly argument with general manager Mike Mayock on Wednesday. Quote, Antonio Brown just issued an emotional apology at his team meeting this morning, just now. With team captain standing with him, ESPN's Josina Anderson tweeted Friday morning. By the way, all Raiders players, please note the following. They stood next to Antonio Brown with him. Okay? According to Josina Anderson, she reported earlier on Friday, Brown was one who initiated the argument with Mayock after the receiver was fined for skipping practice. According to Anderson, Brown called Mayock a cracker and unleashed a barrage of cuss words during the altercation. Head coach John Gruden said during the practice that Brown, who missed Thursday practice, was back at team facility and would play against the Broncos. We're ready to move on. He's obviously had a lot of uh, time to think about things. So, unless the Raiders in the NFL wants to look like the mother of all hypocrites in this situation, they should be very, very careful, especially the Raiders, okay? You've got a player, a high-profile player, Antonio Brown, not in something that happened 10 years ago, but at the time directly happened to general manager Mike Mayock in his face. He was called a racial slur. By one of the top three or four, at the time, wide receivers in the league. A wide receiver that is in the league, by the way, still catching passes from Tom Brady. Right now, Roger Goodell, you need to be careful. See the the previous reasons. John Gruden wasn't even in your league at the time, okay? Wasn't in the league at the time, all right? He did not use a blatant racial slur. There's a difference between a a trope and a racial slur, okay? Uh, many, many could say that cracker is pretty damn offensive if you're a white person. All right. Uh, personally speaking, I don't get butt hurt like that. So if somebody calls me a cracker, I'm not getting bent out of shape. Okay. But I know in society, most, uh, a lot of these folks do. When, when they hear slur, everybody's got to get bent out of shape. Well, John Gruden didn't use a slur, technically speaking. So... I wanted to make sure I made this video because I was like, wait a minute, didn't the Raiders have an instance just recently, just pretty recently of a racial incident involving somebody high profile? Well, I understand it's a coach, but he was not employed by the Raiders at the time. All right. He was with ESPN. The end now, now the fly in the ointment in all of this, and we know what it is. The NFL has went super woke since Fentanyl Floyd. Okay? That's something to think about. They have went ultra woke. They went off this social justice tirade. Oh, and they've got to look good in the face of the media. But look, it's right out there. I want you to see it for yourself. There didn't a damn thing get brought down on Antonio Brown over a racial slur at Mike Mayock. Or are we blatantly going to say NFL because my, my, Mike Mayot is white, it doesn't matter. Is that what we're about to say, NFL? I can't wait to find out what happens in the next few days between John Gruden, the NFL, the Raiders, and now coming back to this incident involving Antonio Brown, and y'all didn't do a damn thing about it. Man, be careful, NFL. Okay. Uh, Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. The NFL could look very bad in the coming days for being a massive hypocrite. A massive hypocrite if they wage any punishment on John Gruden. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show.
3: Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event
2: starts now. I'm back. Rojance for Black and White Sports. Well, in Major League Baseball, it seems there's a rash of Major League Baseball announcers that are trying to get canceled. Not literally. They're not trying to get canceled. But it seems in today's climate, we know... That if you don't speak absolutely perfectly, somebody will find a issue with what you have to say. You have to be on your toes because in today's climate, you can say one little thing and people can lose their minds. They'll they'll grab a snip of it and they run with it. And of course, there's massive fallout. This trended on Twitter. From the time that it, it happened for... Hours and hours and hours later, after the legendary Jim Cott uh, said something that, I guess, was taken as a slave reference. Even though we say back 40 here in Texas all the time, it's referring to, generally speaking, a piece of land behind the house. But I guess maybe that's considered racist. Fuck, I'm confused. I don't know. I really don't get it, uh, but... We're going to talk about it. Jim Cott makes a slavery reference when trying to compliment White Sox slugger Yohan Makata. Oh, here we go. MLB Network broadcaster Jim Cott, of course, he was a legendary Hall of Fame pitcher. Jim Cott came under fire after making a slavery reference during the American League Division Series between the White Sox and the Astros. Uh, Matrix watched this game yesterday and said he never even heard it. White Sox infielder Yoan Makata, a Cuban native, was at the plate when former MLB manager Buck Showalter recalled knowing Makata had the potential to be a superstar when he was scouting him as the chief of the Baltimore Orioles. Makata eventually signed with the Red Sox and was later traded to Chicago. Cott decided to add to Showalter's story with a pu- pu- puzzling remark. And guys, there's video of this, so we're going to go ahead and let you listen to it. And then you can make a determination should Jim Cott be put into a ship and launched into space all of a sudden. Now.
0: I don't know how much you've seen of uh,
3: Mankata, but everybody talks you this guy should be a star, an all-star. That's what they look like. I don't about the rest of it.
2: First time I saw him in a big league, I looked around and dug out and I said, can we have one of those? <laughs> that, that's what they look like. Get a 40-acre field full of them. So the, the remark was, quote, get a 40-acre field of them. The 82-year-old former pitcher said later in the game, caught, of course, standard operating procedure, had to bend both knees and get down on both knees and say the following, Quote, I want to add a little break here. In fact, I need to read this right now. <laughs> because earlier in the game, when Johan Makata was at the plate in an attempt to compliment the great player, I used a poor choice of words that resulted in an insensitive, hurtful remark. And I am sorry. And he stayed on through the broadcast. Uh, caught pitch from 1959 to 1983. Wow. That's crazy. Was a three-time All-Star in a World Series champion. He made his debut in broadcasting with the New York Yankees in 86. Is Jim Cott not in the Hall of Fame? Hell, I thought he was in the Hall of Fame. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it doesn't matter even. Okay, so we heard the comment. And I couldn't tell that there was anything malicious as Jim Cott was literally complimenting the player. I mean, he was trying to add with a compliment to the player. And this is what happens. People are zeroed in. I mean, like the guy that got the video on Twitter, by the way. Did you notice that? He snipped the video just so he could tweet out that and it would get caught up. And like I said, the damn thing trended worldwide for hours and hours and hours. Everybody pissed. Just like Bob Brinley, who had to come out. Remember, Bob Brinley had to take racially sensitive training or some shit like that. And uh, then we had Tom Brenneman, who got completely canceled off the face of the earth and got let go from the Reds and is now doing high school games. Uh, Tom Brenneman's one of the best Major League broadcasters we've ever had. And he can't get back into the league right now. Why? Because when Tom Brenneman made that comment, and I can't even remember what the comment was, but when he made the comment, it took a life of its own on social media, and then a bunch of local Democratic leaders got involved with their fake outrage, and then Tom Brenneman was forever canceled. He should be let back in. I did a video on that. But, I mean, look, I mean, this Jim, boy, if you... If you tie what he said to racism, then you are Stretch Armstrong right now. I mean, you you really are. I mean, I'm just going to tell you here in the South, the back forty, the forty that that is a reference to generally speaking when I somebody owns land like I own some land behind my cow uh, uh, behind my house, I call it the back forty, right? I guess that's right. Ra- Is that racist? I mean, am I losing my mind? Uh, so I I don't know. I don't know. He said a 40 acre field of them. I guess I just don't know what the issue there would be. Um, you know, especially when you consider, I mean, I've heard things like that in the oil field and a diverse group of dudes and nobody got outraged by it at all. I don't know. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Should Jim Cott be uh, put into a ship and launched into space, never to be seen again? Should he be canceled? Or should we just accept his apology like we're all adults? I still don't know exactly what he's apologizing for, but okay. Where he can get on to calling the White Sox-Astros game. And can we get Tom Brenneman back? I'm back. Road for black and white sports. Oh, shit. John Gruden's in a lot of trouble right now. As we know, there was an email that came out where he said something that could be construed as racist. But, of course, it's in an email from a decade ago. That's because why? That's what people do when they want to get somebody canceled. They start digging around in their past and find any little thing that they can attack. Now, for the record, for the clear record, do I think John Gruden's a racist? Chucky's a racist? God, no. Come on. If by no other reason, look no further than what he's done for Darren Waller. That's right. Somebody that struggled with all kinds of addictions. John Gruden brought him on the team, gave him a chance. John Gruden loves the guy. And John Gruden has a history of really caring about his players. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't buy it. I think it was probably a moment of bad judgment, but, oh, here comes the media. That's what's going to happen. John Gruden, he's under attack. The media is going to come after him, and, of course, they're going to try to cancel his ass. This, somewhere now, Urban Meyer is on his knees thanking the Lord that John Gruden sent this email 10 years ago because, All of a sudden, boop, Urban Meyer just got bumped out of the news cycle. And all the heat came off of Urban and is now squarely on the back of John Gruden. Very interesting to see what Mark Davis does. Let's get to this because it's from Pro Football Talk. And now the NFL is sending out messages to its employees. That's right, its employees to make sure that they got They're ducks in a row, and that nobody is using this kind of language around the office. Never mind what you did 10 years ago. In the aftermath of the news, by the way, this is exactly what Dave Chappelle was addressing in his specials, Sticks and Stones, The Closer. By the way, I've got a review for that. I did up on the website, blackandwhitenetwork.com. Anyway, this is exactly what Dave Chappelle's talking about. It doesn't matter how, what, when it was, they will go back and they will find it. In the aftermath of the news that John Gruden sent an email to former Washington executive Bruce Allen in 2011 caning, containing a racist trope regarding NFL Players Association executive director Demore Smith, by the way, a guy that NFL players don't really like. Just keeping it real. The NFL has sent an email to all employees regarding the situation. Quote, you may have seen media reports today regarding a July 2011. Think about that, guys. July 2011 from John Gruden, who was then an employee of ESPN and is now the head coach of the Raiders. The message begins. Quote, the email made inappropriate and offensive references to NFLPA Executive Director Demore Smith. These references to Demore Smith in the email were degrading, appalling, abhorrent, and con- contrary to our values of respect and inclusivity. We wholeheartedly condemn these comments. We would like to remind everyone that we take our NFL values seriously. Our HR department and our leaders are always available to support anyone who feels like these values have been compromised. The NFL reportedly is investigating for potential discipline the raiders are reviewing the matter let us not forget now it's funny networks have backed way out of it but let us let us not forget that the nfl is literally playing an anthem they call the black national anthem and is trying to segregate the country but they're preaching about inclusion to their own employees while playing an anthem before games that separates fans from each other boy hypocrites okay you see how that works hypocrites we knew this was going to happen as soon as this story broke i said oh shit john gruden's in a lot of trouble he's in a lot of trouble they're going to try to cancel him uh unfortunately we live in a society now where you can't apologize for something you have to be destroyed you have to be Uh, So, this is going to, the plot's thickening. I can tell you right now, I've already got another video lined up on this. Um, This is crazy. They're going to come after John. I don't think John should lose his job. I don't. Do I feel like that's where we're headed? I mean, he just finally got the Raiders offense looking great. They look like a good team. They do. And now he's facing the uh, chance of losing his gig for something from 10 years ago. Man, social media, Twitter, that's the problem here, guys. That's the problem that we have in society right now. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to
3: like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts
1: now. Black and white line fans, let's talk about Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets yet again. Everybody knows at this point that Kyrie Irving is unvaccinated and he refuses to get vaccinated and jeopardizing his status with the Brooklyn Nets when it comes to home games. Kyrie Irving has been banned from the Barclays Center, when it comes to playing with the Brooklyn Nets on their home court, since he is on that, he is not allowed in the facility. Now, also, there was some ca- some questions about whether or not he can actually practice with the teams, because the Brooklyn Nets still play in the People's Republic of New York in Brooklyn, but however, the pra- practice facility is not at the Barclays Center. So now there is a ruling on whether or not Kyrie Irving can actually practice with the Nets at their facility. So we're going to be diving into that in this video, guys. First, check out blackandwhitenetwork.com for exclusive content. Rhodes and I post private videos over there on the website, free material, as well as member-only content. If you click on the Members tab, you'll see and get access to private videos over there just for members. Membership plans just start at five dollars per month. We can really use the support over there. But if you don't want to do that, we do have a donation tab where you can give a one time donation. So let's go ahead. Let's get into this. Irvin could join NetSet at practice after ruling from city. So a small victory for Kyrie Irvin in some kind of way, he can actually now practice with the team. However, he is still banned from playing in home games. So it says here on Fox Fox News here, Kyrie Irving could join the Brooklyn Nets at practice this weekend after a ruling that their practice facility doesn't fall under a New York coronavirus vaccination mandate. The Nets were told Friday that the training center is considered a private facility because no fans are going to be allowed into the practice facility. The city's vaccine mandate requires pro athletes practicing or playing in public venues to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Irvin Steele wouldn't be able to play in home games if he doesn't meet the vaccination requirement. But at least he can be with the Nets when they are practicing at home. Now, we know when it comes to other stuff from the NBA, uh, Jonathan Isaac falls in the same category uh, locker room. I mean his locker can't be next to teammates. He can't dine with teammates. It's it's completely ridiculous, folks. But even though he's able to practice with the team, if they're on some kind of a uh five game homestand, it's kind of mute because he can't play in those games. Okay. Um it says here, uh quote, my first kind of thought is that it's positive, Coach Steve Nash said. We have him around the team for a larger period of our season. Irvin was listed as ineligible for the Nets. And this thing just jumped on me here. (laughs) Irvin was listed as ineligible for the Nets exhibition home opener Friday against Milwaukee. But Nash said it was likely that the all-star guard could be at their outdoor practice Saturday at Brooklyn Bridge Park and Sunday inside their facility was hopefully even more likely. He doesn't know if Irvin will play Monday at Philadelphia because he hasn't practiced since the Nets returned from training camp in San Diego last Sunday. You see, that's the problem right there. If he couldn't practice, how's he actually going to play? And if he's still practicing with the team, but they're on a homestand, what's the point? You know, because he can't play in the home games. Quote, this rule just came in. Is another one coming? Nash said, is he going to be allowed to play at home at some point, is he not going to be able to practice in our facility at some point? We're just kind of we we're, we're just falling kind of the latest, and I don't think that anyone's really been through this before. Obviously, the pandemic has been new to everyone, but now we're in a position where the pandemic's creating all these different new scenarios as well. So they have it guys. Kyrie Irving can practice with the team. I don't believe that New York City's mandate on getting a jab is going to be lifted. I don't see that happening, you know, especially for an NBA player, because if they do make an exemption for Kyrie Irving just because he's an NBA player. All of your everyday citizens are going to be in an uproar that the least the citizens, you know, that didn't want to get the jab because they can't go into restaurants, they can't go to work, that kind of thing they would, you know, be very upset. So I don't see New York City latching their rules so Kyrie Irving can't get on the basketball court. I just don't see that happening because the fans have got to come in. The fans, if they want to see the Nets play, they need to get the jab. Kyrie Irving is in the same boat as the fans, but he can practice. I don't think that really means much, but it is what it is. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this black and white live fans? Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to black and white live and we'll catch you next time.
3: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like comment and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on black and white sports. Tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The No Holds Barred Truth on Sports. The main event
2: starts now. I'm back, Roadrants for a Black and White Live. Well, I guess if you wanted to give the Giants some bulletin board material, Troy Aikman, the Hall of Fame Dallas Cowboys, now Fox Sports announcer, certainly went out of his way to do that, although Joe Judge is claiming. That Troy Aikman, of course, they're not paying attention to what Troy Aikman had to say. But I saw this and was like, damn, Troy. The Giants, in two games this year, have have scored 29. In another, another uh, game, they did score 27 points. However, the other two games, 14 and 17. Mm, not great. And the one thing the Cowboys have shown is that they have a high-powered offense that Generally speaking, I think you're going to have to score 30 to beat. And while not a great defense, the Cowboys' defense is much improved this year. I said I thought they drafted the best defensive player in the draft, Micah Parsons, and Trayvon Diggs is showing the hell out this year at cornerback for the Dallas Cowboys. But this is a division game, okay, and we've seen a lot of years – Redskins Cowboys, Giants, Cowboys, when the worst team wins the game. Okay? We've seen that a lot. Division games, all bets are off, and I'm really surprised that Troy came so hard on the uh, came so hard at the uh, New York New York Giants, but he absolutely crushed them. Giants react to Eggman's claim that the Giants are not in the Cowboys class. Hall of Fame former Cowboys quarterback Troy Aitman, this is from our guys at Outkick. hasn't had an impact on the Giants-Cowboys rivalry in recent years, but still had something to save on the matchup. During an interview with the Musers on 96.7 FM, the ticket in Dallas, the former quarterback said the Giants, quote, aren't in Dallas's class. Whoa. Whoa. And the amount of pressure that offense puts on an opponent because they are so explosive that there's a lot of pressure for the opposing offense to feel that they've got to do something every time they have the ball. Aikman explains. And if they don't, they're going to be down two scores. That's going to be the challenge for the Giants. They're coming off a big win. But they're, in my opinion, and I understand in the NFL, anybody can beat uh, anybody and all that. But the Giants aren't in Dallas's class as far as I'm concerned. Well, Joe Judge answered back, but coach Giants, Giants coach, Joe Judge downplayed it on Friday. When asked about Aikman's shot, he said, when we asked about his players about taking notice of the quote, honestly, I don't know what you're referring to right there. We don't have a bulletin board in there, to be honest with you. Everybody's screens and magnets and stuff. Now we're in the future. Now we don't have bulletin boards anymore. Judge said his guys are all active on Twitter and all that type of junk, so I'm sure they see stuff all the time. The Cowboys offense ranks third in the NFL, averaging 420 yards. Jesus, 31.5 points. The Giants still only rank 14th offensively, averaging 384 points and 20.8 points. Yahoo Sports reports they haven't topped 30 points once. Well, no, they haven't. Uh, but I will say this, Daniel Jones is playing a lot better this year. I said, this was Daniel Jones, make it or break it year to prove whether or not he could bring the turnovers down and be able to at least be a game manager, a la Alex Smith style. The problem is he doesn't have a lot of weapons. He doesn't. And every time he gets a weapon, they get injured. He's been without Saquon at times in his career for long periods. His receivers, in my opinion, are a mess most of the time. I mean, Kenny Galladay, look, he got number one wide receiver money, but is he a number one wide receiver really? I'm not so sure about that. Some say the Giants overpaid to get him to come to the Giants. Who knows? Uh, But I think it's funny that Troy just came right out there and said, he basically said the Cowboys are going to hammer the shit out of the Giants. And while on paper, it looks like that will happen. You never know, okay? You never know. The Giants' defense, something could happen. Ezekiel Elliott could fumble twice. Wide receiver could fumble. Giants' defense picks off uh, Dak Prescott a couple of times. And you're in the fourth quarter staring at a field goal game. You just don't know exactly how these games are going to go. And it's pretty surprising that Troy went so hard against the Giants that it actually kind of put the Cowboys in a compromising position to be able to go out and back up what Troy Aitman, the shit he's talking right now. And he's talking a lot of shit. Now, do I expect Dallas to win? They should, okay? I I, I would say if I was picking the game, yeah, I would say Dallas would win, you know. Mm, uh, Let's go 30-27. But yeah, I think it could be close. And it should be noted The Giants just beat the Saints, okay? Uh, We don't know how good the Saints are. We just know, hey, the Saints beat the hell out of the Packers week one, and then they come back and they beat the Patriots. So we don't know exactly how good the Saints are. Uh, And Dallas, honestly, the Dallas gave Tampa Bay Bucks all they could handle, to be honest. Tell me what you think, black and white live fans. I thought it was funny that Troy was running his mouth this much. Kind of surprising that he gave the Giants some bulletin board material, though. Even though Joe Judge says they're not... Oh, we're not paying attention to it. Horseshit. We know that is a lie. We know these players absolutely do pay attention to what's said. I mean, even Tom Brady knows what people are saying about him. Okay? He tries to play it off, but even he knows it. So... We'll see what happens. Division game. Dallas should win. Should. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show.
3: Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.